Hello to everybody from around the world. Welcome to the Retail Wavemakers, a Sea Trade Cruise Talks podcast. My name is Nadine Heubel. I'm the Global SVP Revenue at Reclaim. Yes, I do have a new job. But today I'm talking to you as the Retail Ambassador for Sea Trade. Retail has been going from strength to strength in the cruise industry, and I'm grateful for C-Trade to have acknowledged this development by creating a retail ambassador role, which I am very honored to have been appointed to. Part of my responsibility has been to create further awareness for this exciting sector amongst cruise industry peers. And what better way to do it than creating our own podcast, the Retail Wavemaker podcast. What was supposed to be a mini-series ended up being much more than this. We are now already in our third season. This season is all about the heroes on board the ships and their interaction directly or indirectly with retail. We have a lineup of amazing guests and we will hear from them firsthand about life on board, their interaction with retail and their view on cruise retail. And we also get a little personal, as we always do, with our rapid-fire questions at the end of the podcast. One of the most important positions on board a cruise ship, especially when we talk about guest-facing positions, is the cruise director. And I'm super excited to welcome maybe one of the most famous cruise directors in the industry, Chris, the Flying Scotsman Williams, currently cruise director on board Carnival Celebration. Chris has been working at sea for the last 16 years. He has been with Carnival Cruise Line since 2011 and started his career off as a singer, then a playlist performer, and has now been a cruise director for the last eight years. He has a big social media influence on YouTube and Facebook, and he's the only cruise director that guarantees he won't wear pants for the entire cruise. That's because he wears a kilt. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you so much, Nadine. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. And before we start, I have a very, very important question to ask you. So you are Chris, the flying Scotsman. Why are you the flying Scotsman and not the sailing Scotsman? This is the number one question that I get all the time, Nadine. Um, I've, I've, been known, I've been known as the, uh, I've been known as the flying Scotsman now for about 16 years all in, um, mainly because when I started joining ships, I used to sing and perform and I needed like a stage name. And I got my name from the most unlikely of circumstances. I was sitting with my grandma watching National Geographic, as she does, while I was falling asleep while she was watching it. She was watching this documentary on a steam train that was called The Flying Scotsman. Back in the day, the steam train used to be world famous. It could travel between London and Scotland. Back then, it was record timing, but now it's like, you know, 12, 13 <laughs> hours. Uh, but what was great about it, as the documentary was going on, one of the early advertisements that they had for it was the Flying Scotsman, the only train to be here, there and everywhere. And it really <laughs> struck a chord with me because I'm quite high energy and always have been. And that was it. I got it from the most unlikely of circumstances. And um, and I've just went from it from there. So I'm basically named after a steam train. That's it. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? I thought this was a very intelligent question of mine. But then you tell me that everybody's asking you this question. <laughs> it's everyone. Everyone wants to know. And you said the exact same thing. Everybody always says, why are you not the sailing Scotsman? And I go, well, let me tell you why. So that that's why. 
Okay, great. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> but now let's let, let's get a little bit more serious and let's talk about the scope of responsibility of a cruise director for a big cruise liner of Carnival Cruise Lines. It's a lot. So what, know, what do you do? <laughs> we do a lot. Um, you know, the, the great thing is the role of cruise director has evolved in the last, you know, since I've been on ships for 16 years, the role has changed a lot. I worked for um, another cruise line in Europe for about two, three years. And being a cruise mm -hmm. director for them was very different. It was very old school, very make announcements and run an entire department, uh, be a, a, a kind of a communication between each other departments like retail, like the bridge, like um, shore excursions. You know, you were the, the go to person. And then around about 2000 and I think it was 14 or 15 that we Carnival Cruise Line brought this brand new role of entertainment director. And what that means now is the entertainment director takes to do with running the department and basically the programming of the ship. And now what it does is it leaves the cruise director to be the face of the ship, meaning no distractions, nothing that get, can get in the way. So my job is to make sure that like on here, 6,800 guests are happy, uh, wow. making sure that wow. I entertain them, <laughs> entertain them. And I have a small team that I lead on here of uh, 13 fun squad that, um, they're with me all the time to make sure that we're delivering the best when it comes to entertainment. And then, of course, just being that conduit between retail and all other departments, because being the face and the voice, there's a high expectancy of yourself because everyone follows you. So it's kind of like I'm the I call myself the Pied Piper of the uh, celebration. So I lead, <laughs> lead everyone around from A to B to fun. And, you know, the voice that I have and what I see and do has a big influence on what happens on a cruise. So it's it's, it's a lot of scope and it, it's it's a lot of pressure. But after doing it for so many years now, it's it's second nature. <laughs> Amazing. So how does a typical day of yours look like? Oh, man, they vary all the time. So we never get a day off. So we're seven days a week, every day. And like, for instance, I can tell you my day today. This is always the, the, the busiest day, C day one. So basically I start the morning at nine o'clock with emails, um, then 9.30 with announcements, 10 o'clock, the fun aboard, fun ashore show, promoting the excursions, 11 o'clock, the morning show, live TV, 11.45, I have family feud auditions. At 12.30, I have a call with conference. Then at that uh, two o'clock, I've got Dr. Seuss story time for the kids and the families. Then at five o'clock, I have another conference call. 5.30, I have Let's Celebrate, a dance event upstairs. 6.45, Captain's Toast. 7.45, Love and Marriage Game Show. 9.45, Love and Marriage Game Show. And 10.30, Rock and Glow 80s Party. So that's just a normal day for me. Oh my Oh my God, I'm, I'm getting already tired when I went li listening to this. <laughs> where, 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 when, when do you rest? When do you breathe? Well, it's really, you know, it's really smart. I, I, I'm a kind of person that, you know, that's a lot. I'm, and to be honest, <laughs> uh, the whole seven day cruise, you get two days like that that are full on, but then your other days are spread out quite nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big believer of, of mixing work with downtime has to be very important, especially for like mental health and make sure that you're, yeah. you're good and you can get some fresh air. So um, for me, I don't mind going hard on these sea days because I know I'll make up for it like tomorrow. In Amber Cove, I have nothing all day that I can relax and then have the evening. So it's it's kind of yin and yang. It's it's not too great, bad. Great, great. 
And another question for you, because you said that your role is really important on, on board the ship. Are you regarded as a kind of celebrity on the ship as well? You know, it's, it sounds so egotistical to say it. Um, <laughs> but being in the job for so long, when I first started, I used to watch other cruise directors have this kind of pull over guests, being able to tell them to jump and they say how high, you know, it was that, <laughs> they had that power. And it took for about a year in the job that I started to realize that, wow, this is a thing. And it's just grown and grown and grown uh, from like the social media aspect to the YouTube channel aspect to everything. People come on the ship, they already know of you or know what you do. It's a really surreal feeling, but you have to be very, very careful as well. Because remember, working on a cruise ship, we live in a bubble. Yeah. This is a beautiful bubble, mm -hmm. a safe haven of fun. But the moment you go back into the real world, no one knows you from Adam. So <laughs> it's it's that kind of, it's the massive knockdown that you need after that massive, you know, it's a humbling experience. So yeah, I would say that they are regarded as celebrities as such. We've realized over the years that they're following us, yes, because they like who we are, but it is, I'd say about 70%, because of the job that we're in, you know, being a cruise director and, and car promoting carnival the way that we do. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's a big thing, but I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I can I can I can hear it. You know, the the the, the, the energy <laughs> in the room is definitely there. <laughs> Yeah. So now, as we, as you mentioned, like how 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 your day looks like. So, what is your interaction actually with the retail teams on board? I think you already mentioned a few things already today. Where you're gonna be, or you have been with the retail team? Can you talk to us a little bit more about the retail side of things? Of course, in the past, it was always having a, a great line of communication between all departments. So, making yourself available when you can. And um, my old school way of things was retail whatever you need for the next day make sure they send me an email the night before mm -hmm. of things that they need a push for or things that they would like to be there for and of course schedule and permitting it's it's an easy fix you know um it's changed a lot over the last i'd say two years since the pandemic now it's more based on we have announcement schedules now so we have to follow a certain regime now it's not like it was back in the day where Cruise director would go on and make an announcement and just promote whatever he wants to. I get it now. They're trying to spread that love to make sure that everyone gets the same kind of fair deal. But for me, the big thing is just being open with them, introducing yourself from day one. It's always my biggest go-to. The first moment I come on the ship, the places I go to is the hotel director, first of all. Then I go straight to the spa because I do like my treatments now and again. <laughs> so I go and see the spa manager. And then, of course, the shops, Effie, all those wonderful departments. And just say, hey, whatever you need from me, I'm there for you. So the great thing about Celebration, I will say, and Excel, the big ships, is now we have a brand new role to Carnival, which is the God, the G-O-D, the Guest Operations Director. And what their role is, they are the go-between between retail and everyone else. So now it's nice that you have one voice that comes to you now and says, hi there, Chris, this is what we would like from this. And we go from there. So this is only on the XL class of ships and they're starting to roll it out now a lot more. But yeah, we have a guest operations director and it's like everything else, change is good and hopefully for the better. Yeah, so, so, sounds amazing. And also the, the fun aboard, fun ashore event. 
Um, can you talk about this a little bit as well? Because I think this is also quite unique to Carnival. Yeah, every every first sea day morning, 10 o'clock, every ship does the same if it's a seven-day cruise. And what we do is we uh, talk about all the excursions of what we can do on board. And we do raffles, we do giveaways. But also there's a 15, 20-minute segment at the end of the show where we go through all the retail partners. So from, of course, all the fun shops, from Effie, we also go to the photo department, we also go to spa. And what they do is they give us something to give away to them, basically promote to go that day. So for instance, the spa has a first day, you know, offer that if you go along on this day, you get 20% off, but only if you're at the fun aboard, fun ashore. So it's nice because we're helping them, but they're helping us as well by getting more people in the theater and uh, being seen by more people. And the great thing as well is it's broadcast through the whole ship all day on the TV channel, channel 14. So people are, you know, constantly reminded of the, the things that we have on board. Great. I don't know if you know, uh, Chris, but in my past life, I was actually quite involved with Hanabal because I was the CEO of one of the retail concessionaires on board. And I, sp wow. I spent quite a bit sp quite a bit of time on different Hanabal ships. And one thing I really always have to say is, first, it was lots of fun. It was super, super fun. But what always yeah. stood out for me as well was that the cruise guest on board Carnival is so unique. I think I have never seen a more engaged crowd than, than the Carnival guests. So what do you do really to capitalize on this uniqueness of the guest, of the enthusiasm and the passion of the guest, especially when it comes to retail? I think it's all about making the biggest first impression you can make. I'm always a big believer that the first day on board is the most important because, yes, you'll have your followers that know you and whatever you are on the program and they'll be there. So your, your diehards that follow you for years or cruise with you for years, no matter what you're doing, they'll be there. But you have to remember a lot of first-time cruisers, this is their first experience. So the biggest thing is making a big first impressions from day one and making it as clear as possible to the guests how easy it is when it comes to simple things like finding their way. So the fun shops are on deck six, seven, and eight on the midship. So give them an idea of how to get there. And of course, just being available um, on that first night. So There's so many people that are walking around the ship. This is one of the biggest ships that Carnival has. So a lot of people get lost. So for us, it's all about making that big first impression and believing it also, uh, whatever you're you're trying to, you know, convey to them, believing in the message yourself. You know, I'm a big believer that I'm always quite close with my retail teams on board. You know, a lot of the stuff that I buy myself is stuff from retail on board. So it's great for the guests because they see it and, you know, If you believe in it, they'll believe in it. So making that big first impression on day one is, is the most important, I think. Yeah, and being, what you said, being authentic. I think that's one of the keys and to everything yeah. in life, being authentic. Of course, of course. So in, in your uh, years as a cruise director, what kind of retail initiatives have you seen which stood out and which you want to share here with our listeners? We've had some really good ones over the years, like some really big events. So one thing I do miss, we used to have them involved a lot more. There was a lot more cross-branding with things. And cross-branding mm -hmm. really works well on a ship because although you are promoting something else, there's something there in the background that is another initiative that will help retail and help everyone else. We've just had something with the casino there, which is called Cash Bash, 
which is a big game show for guests to win money. But the whole idea is it's to promote the great things that we have going on in the casino. So my big thing is I would like more of that. I've mm -hmm. seen lots of that in the past where we had more cross-branding with events and it worked really, really well. If I had to be honest, my favorite event and the initiative I loved the most was the Rolex event that the captain used to be at years ago where the cruise director would go along and, you know, we'd be there and it felt very highbrow. And that's a really unique thing to say because carnival guests, and that's not a, a derogative towards them, they're there for fun. They're not there for a lot of the, the classier events. And I used to love being in the, the shop that night with the captain, the hotel director, and the shop manager promoting this beautiful Rolex. And the guests loved it. So I miss those. And those were some of the great initiatives that I, I would love to see come back. I thought they were great. Amazing. And really, and we touched a little bit upon it already, but let's maybe elaborate a little bit more on. To your opinion, what really, what makes a good retail partner? What is the secret to success on board a cruise ship if you really want to be a good partner to your cruise line? Oh, the, the, the most, the most big, the biggest thing is a word that we mentioned just there, authenticity is massive, being authentic and believing in what you preach. But also the communication is so vital. I've been on ships before in the past where, you know, I've met them on day one and then that's it. I won't hear from them for like three, four months. And you as a cruise director with your job, Sadly, we can't devote the time to be checking up and saying, hey, do you need me? We're so busy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And my my big thing is from day one is making sure that that line of communication is always open. I've seen a lot of changes with that over the years. And I think with the guest operation director role, this has changed a lot for me because now I have a go-to and someone that I have a meeting with every week. So if there's something on that list that he's like, hey, we would like a push on this or something there. That communication is there. But the only thing I don't like about that now is I do lose that slight relationship <laughs> that I used to have with the partners in general, you know. Yeah. So uh, I've just been on the West Coast this year in the Panorama and I was working with the Carnival Insider, the shop manager, the FA manager, and it was a much more close and personal relationship. And it's great because then they'll say, hey, Chris, any way we can come on the morning show? And I'm like, of course, we can fit you in on this day. Come on and we can work something out. So it's just having that line of communication, which makes a partnership so work so well, but also being authentic and believing in what you preach is, is so important as well. So authenticity and proactivity. This maybe would be your two words. 100%, yes. <laughs> Great. But now one other question for you. So if you could change one, or maybe if you want to change more things about retail on board, what would it be? I would like more, if I'm being honest. I would like... <laughs> I, I love I'm it. A bit, I'm a, it's terrible to say my my wife my wife hates me uh, because I'm a big shopper myself. I've, <laughs> I've always been a shopper. So I enjoy... I walk around the shops on board. I enjoy popping in and and looking at some nice things, the brand deals that we have on board. I, I would like more, but I would also like more of what I mentioned before, cross-branding with Carnival and maybe the entertainment program, mm -hmm. just to bring a different spin on things. I mean, I'm loving these. Um, I'm pretty sure they had something recently on the Mardi Gras with the guest winning the biggest amount ever. They had a cross-promotion with Deal or No Deal or something. I can't remember what it was. But it was like a one-off cruise and it was massive and it was big. We also have those Invicta <laughs> cruises, which are extraordinary. Uh, yeah. They are <laughs> unbelievable. And 
I'm a big Invicta fan myself, so like it's massive. I I wear all my Marvel and DC Victor watches, which is my <laughs> go-to at the moment. So uh, I want more, if I'm being honest. But I think if we could cross-branding more with events and cross-branding with different partnerships that we have on board, would definitely be a big thing that would I think would would push and help retail in the future. Super. And just to everybody listening, this was not rehearsed. This was not discussed before. No. <laughs> Chris, and I love it that you want that you want more retail. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. This was super insightful. Are you now ready for the rapid fire questions? I am ready for it. Yes. Okay, perfect. So what is your favorite cruise destination? San Juan, Puerto Rico. Hey. What is your favorite location on board a ship to unwind? Oh, that's a tricky one. Probably for me, <laughs> if I can, on an XL class ship, Loft 19, the exclusive area that we have on board for your own mini cabana. I would say that. Ooh, all right. That sounds good. <laughs> really nice. Really nice. Oh, cool. Buffet or a la carte breakfast? Oh, buffet. 100% all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yes, every Bingo. time. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo or trivia? Oh, this is a tricky one. Bingo's good because it makes money for the team, which is awesome. <laughs> But I have to say, I'm a fun guy that enjoys trivia. So I would say trivia. And your favorite trivia theme? Oh, guess that songs every time. <laughs> What was the last product you bought on board a cruise ship? Last week, I bought the new Wolverine Invicta watch. And when I buy a watch, it has to match the color of my kilt. So I have a yellow oh. watch, which is Wolverine. I have a red one for Spider-Man for my kilt. And I'm also just about to buy, before I go home next week, a green one, the Incredible Hulk watch from Invicta that goes with my green kilt. So yeah, I that was the last thing I bought. <laughs> very fashionista. <laughs> yes, very. So... <laughs> Last question. Which cruise ship of a competitor cruise line have you always wanted to visit? Oh, this is so tricky because there's so many. <laughs> I would probably say, I don't know why, but I've, I really want to go on the Norwegian breakaway. I, I don't know. There's something about that Norwegian ship that I just want to see what it's like. And in second place, it would probably be the Virgin ship as well, just to see how they do things differently. As you could probably imagine, 16 years at sea, A cruise ship would probably be the last place I'd pick to go on vacation because I couldn't relax. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd, I'd, even though I'm there to relax, I'd feel like I'm working. So, um, of course. <laughs> probably, I'd probably say Norwegian Breakaway or the uh, Virgin Ship. That's what I'd say. Great. If you go, take me with you. I want to see it too. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Chris, Chris, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. This was super energetic, insightful, and I'm leaving with a smile now. Thank you, Chris. Thank you time. very much, Nadine, for your time. Thank you. And uh, it's, it's always nice to speak to people and, of course, to find out all the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to cruising. Thank you so much. Thank you.